Welcome to Montego Nights, the only manifest podcast hosted by the actual passengers of Montego 828. I'm Terrence. And I'm Brandy. Guys, last episode, we, season finale. Yeah, we are done. Yeah, I'm never going to see you again, Brandy, ever. Don't talk to me that way. Ever, ever. <laughs> Why do I feel like I'm sadder than you are? Yeah, very. So sad. Um, anyways, <laughs> welcome back, guys. Um, glad you stuck out the entire season. Hope you enjoyed the interview with... Uh, Mr. Jeff Rake. Yeah. How? What'd you guys think? Let us know. Uh, and again, deep thanks to Jeff for allowing us to talk to him and kind of give us a taste, even a few episodes back, before we saw all of this happen. Right. About, what about those spoilers? Yeah, Woo! right? Woo! Heavy. Uh, by the way, so fun fact, we saw all of those drawings hanging on his office wall, and we couldn't say a damn thing. <laughs> we were both absolutely speechless. If you want to talk about a beautiful mind moment, I had it. Yeah, and not only that too, but just to not say anything to anyone. Right, that was hard. Oh my god, especially <laughs> seeing the tombstones like they were laid out like wallpaper. Yeah. on that on the wall, it was amazing. Yeah, if you take a look at the video that we posted about the interview, if you zoom in and enhance, you might be able to check a few. But yeah, woo. get a taste of it. Anyways, what do you think about the episode? Hey, you know what? This has been an interesting ride. Yeah. And I think that episode 16 left us with more questions than answers. So many questions. Literally, like, I think someone's going to blow a gasket if there's no season two. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, NBC, come on. You renew manifest already. <laughs> People are going to lose their minds. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. They might riot. Yeah. It's just, oh. All right. Let's let's just start at the beginning here. All right, so you know we start at the, uh, the very beginning with the stones on the beach in Jamaica. It's a couple hours before they are set to head back to the good old U.S. of A. Uh, just letting you know, apparently we were all in Jamaica too. Where was our trip to the beach? Okay. No kidding, right? I mean, I feel like <laughs> I got shafted. Yeah, um, but that was a nice little scene having you know young Olive back and having them all pre disappearance. Um, it was a nice little touchback to really the beginning. Absolutely, when all, all things were, you know, rife with concern, but still they were uh, a happy family for right. the most part. Um, and I will say, I think they're kind of back to being that family in a lot of ways. No, absolutely. I think we've touched on this a couple different times. You know, we didn't necessarily, at least I know I didn't necessarily feel the love, the connection right. between uh, Grace and Ben. And then obviously the kind of the semi-fractured relationship with Olive due to the separation um, but in the last, you know, couple episodes, we've really seen them come together, and you know, I, it's it's been very interesting, and I, I've loved watching that relationship kind of grow and hone itself. No, I completely agree. And so we snap back to the present. Yeah, that's well, you kind of missed the point, you know, because you know when they're at, in Jamaica, they're all laying on a beach, and what's the one thing you do when oh. you're on vacation? <laughs> You sit there and you talk about how you just don't have to go back. Why don't we just live here? Why don't we stay here forever? That's I feel that that's a. Uh... I never say that. I, I'm, no? Because I'm a crazy person. I'm like, I need to go back. I need to go back to the grind. It's like, no, I don't want, I need to stay here. Oh, no. See, I haven't been on vacation if I don't say it at least once. <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> you're like, oh, my God. You're the person that says, I need a vacation from this vacation. So, ugh. The right. worst. Right. The worst. But, yes, so they end up coming back home. You're, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> As we found out. But, you know, that return was a little problematic. Yeah. Um, so they come back, and we find uh, Ben, Grace, and Olive at home. 
Um, they're a little down on themselves, though, because they found that they weren't able to help Michaela uh, keep Zeke in jail. And he ends up getting... Sc- mean Griffin in jail. Griffin. Sorry, not Zeke. <laughs> I get my bad guys. Yeah, keep Griffin in jail. So he ends up using the callings for bad and gets out scot-free. Mm-hmm. Which I'm actually... I We touched on this uh, in the 15 recap, but I'm okay with that. You know, like, it's good that they have another bad guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Or a bad guy with the same powers. Because we have the whole shadow government sort of thing. Right. But we don't really have the uh, the big bad. And while I talked about, you know, we're going to jump around a little bit. But I kind of wanted Griffin around for the long haul. But nope. We don't get that either. No, and you, that's, a, that's a huge jump forward. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, uh, he uh, meets his time with the fishes. Yeah. So, so to speak. <laughs> but uh, so the calling of calling the week, I guess we yeah. can we can safely say nowadays is stop him. Stop him. Stop yeah. him. We hear it a couple, a few different times actually in this episode. Mm-hmm. Three, I no, maybe four. I mean, I'd have to look through my notes, but uh, we absolutely uh, hear that go down a little bit. And the first time, it's actually heard by Ben, Zeke, Michaela, um, and um, Sami. So, um, I was trying to remember back to a time when all of them collectively heard the same thing. Can you, can you remember a time when they were all on board with the same calling? Going back to the plane in the pilot. Uh-huh. Not all of them saw the angel, so... Right. No. I think it was the plane, right? Yeah. I think you might be right. Um, so I thought it was interesting that, you know, they, the calling, a big, a big enough deal came up that they all heard the same calling and they were all kind of, you know, bloodhounding onto the same, the same issue. Right. Um, so yeah. Um, and then, you know, what we kind of fast forward just a little bit to, uh, Zeke and continuing in his storyline. Uh, so it turns out Zeke does have a little bit of a dirty past. What a surprise. Yeah. We kind of knew that was going to come up. Yeah. Come on. Like. That was a. I feel that was a little bit too drawn out. It's like, okay, he's shady. It's fine, but <laughs> let's get on with it. I don't know if I, you know. I don't know if I would go shady. He's got a troubled past, and he's made some. Let's call them missteps. But I, I think I was. I was joking. <laughs> Yesterday, I saw a T-shirt that just says "Good people, bad decisions." I feel <laughs> that's the story of my life, and probably Zeke's as well. Yeah, I think I think you <laughs> might be right on that. You know, yeah. to harken back to this, his passing, the passing of his sister. I think you know he probably followed that up with some poor decision making, um, and it turns out that one of those poor decisions led him down a path of drinking, in which he got into a bar fight, uh, mm-hmm. which led him to an assault charge. And you know how Jared is and Michaela. So Jared has been crazy jealous um, and obsessed with Zeke and uh, Michaela's relationship. So, of course, you know, no surprise. Jared finds out about his uh, Zeke's lurid past. Uh-huh. And, you know, uh, things get ugly pretty quick. Yeah. I was maybe looking forward to an episode where there wasn't a love triangle. But, uh, nope. Oh, yeah, that right back. <laughs> That wouldn't be the manifest way, though. Right. There's always got to be a love triangle. And I, I actually just... I know before I was a Team Ben, Team Danny, one or the other. This one, I, I'm not Team Anyone right now. I'm kind of just like, well, let's see how it plays out. I'm kind of enjoying the trauma of it yeah, all. Yeah, I know <laughs> it sounds, yeah. Shake I know it sounds out. bad, but I, neither of them has won, won me over to their side. The whole... I, I'm a big believer in the whole... If we love each other then trust the love you right. know what I mean and of course I'm very single right now so as much as that, that'll tell you something about how what, what I'm doing but um 
Like, I feel if Jared and Michaela have that bond, I feel it's stronger if they trust it. Right, right, no, I would agree with you. And Jared isn't doing himself any favors be, right. by being yeah. a, a jealous, crazy person. And the thing is, yes, okay, Zeke and Michaela have a connection somehow through their callings, but we also have free will. Like, right. if anything, with Griffin, it proves that, that you know, the people with the callings have free will. Right. You know what I mean? And so Jared needs to take a step back and kind of see, okay, where are we? That being told... Zeke needs to, you know, just fess up also. So, again, I'm on I'm on no one's side. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I'm, you know what? I'm on team Michaela. Michaela, you do what's best for you. <laughs> That's right. Okay? Do what you do. <laughs> do what you do. Um, but per usual, you know, Jared asks Mick if there's something going on. And, of course, Mick's like, we're just friends. But then I'd like to fast forward a little bit to a moment where Mick and uh, Zeke are in her apartment. And uh, Michaela was talking to him essentially about his assault charge. And Zeke comes clean to her about what happened. And there's a, a pretty, I'll just say, warm embrace that occurs between the two of them. So I would not be surprised in the least if, um, well, there's enough, that love triangle continues, I guess, so to speak. Has there ever been a cold embrace? Like, just like, a, I'm going to hug you, but... Because I have to. Not in this story. (laughs) Basically, if there's hugging involved, there's some undertone. I think that's really what this boils Uh, down to. Those hugging undertones. (laughs) That's why we're not writers for (laughs) Manifest. Um, But um, no, going on, I think, um, and that'll obviously play much later in the episode. Yeah, absolutely. But um, going back, and this is kind of something that I kind of wish they spent more time on the season, but the blood markers. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Here comes a little science. Yeah. And so uh, one of the lab techs basically talks to Samvi about the blood markers that has been found in all these passengers. Right, essentially. And according to Samvi, she was the only one who knew it up until now. But then with uh, Griffin dying, obviously the autopsy showed some some rare significant, mark, significant markers in his blood for which this lab tech then did a search through the hospital and through the databases. Good science. Uh, right? Down with it. Be <laughs> only, good at your job, scientists. Only to find that same blood marker as a match in Cal. Now, when that tech went to Sanvi to say, hey, we have a match. We should write about this. Sanvi freaked out and took off. And... and and then at that point, obviously, she slips into another one of her PS, uh, PTSD, PTSD attacks. Uh-huh. Uh, for which, then we enter another kind of shady character, Dr. Matthews. Who's uh, been established in previous episodes. Right. We have seen him around. And he always pops up when Sanvi is having a meltdown. Uh-huh. Um, so I knew, like, I've been thinking there was something a little off about him. And now we kind of know what happens. Because I'm going to fast forward on this track just a little bit. And at the end of the episode, you see Sanvi going to a therapist upon Dr. Matthews uh, suggesting. And it turns out that therapist is the major. What? What? Yeah. Super, super excited to see that, right? Because... Let's be honest, we haven't seen the major in a little bit. No, yeah, she's been kind of in the shadow, yeah. as she is. Yeah, and uh, thank you for a friend of the podcast, uh, Brandon, for uh, not giving that away towards the end. Um, but yeah, I was genuinely surprised when that happened. 
Yeah. And glad that it happened. I was glad to see the major back in action. Right. Know? No, and I think it's a, it's a good storyline. Yeah. Like, I'm really interested, you know, I, one, I want to see how Dr. Matthews um, is connected to the major. Right. Like, that's a really interesting storyline. Right. Because let's be honest, I don't think the major's a therapist by, by night. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, no. So I feel Dr. Matthews is 100% plan. Absolutely. Right. This was not a like casual. You yeah. Know. No. One thousand percent. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I, I I'm I'm glad we both agree. Mm-hmm. So also we haven't discussed the episode with each other yet. So you're you're getting our like each of our impressions like fresh off. The yeah. We don't here. always agree. This is yeah. rare. <laughs> um. So. Kind of just to bring it back, I, I'm really excited to see that. Hopefully next season. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see how Asambi can maybe twist a little bit, like to work against the group. I think that Kai, she's basically the mole now. No, right? absolutely, no? unbeknownst to her to herself. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's what she's. That's what's gonna happen. Um, but you know, to bring it back to the stones, Cal finally shows some of the drawing. Right, and so we didn't mention this earlier, but uh, earlier in the episode, Cal freaks out. Right. And just absolutely just ransacks his room. Right. And Ben and Grace and Olive run into the room to find out what's wrong. And and Cal won't tell them uh-huh. uh, what happened and why he's doing it. All he says is that he needs to talk to Zeke. Right. Um, so from that, Zeke show, uh, Michaela brings Zeke to Cal. Um, at that point, Cal shows Zeke the drawing and what's making Cal so upset. And it's the, the drawing of the tombstones. Right. Of Ben... Michaela and is it Cal? Cal, yeah, it's yeah, Cal. It's, it's the himself, three of them. Right? The yeah. three of them. Um, and then basically makes Zeke promise not to tell anyone. Right. Which Zeke tell an adult? Right. Like step <laughs> step one. Yeah. Secrets don't make friends. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, not only that too. It's kind of a big deal. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. If a kid tells you something like that, you tell someone else. Right. Um, and so I can see why Zeke would also be skeptical because mm-hmm. table of money. You know, right. Um, but which is what he he actually tells Cal that he's like, you know, we we know that your drawings don't make things happen, right? So and he's trying to reaffirm that. And so, our uh, just kind of to bring this a little bit further, Griffin's about to kind of make his big debut onto the onto the world stage. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, he is risen from the dead. You know, he is this prophet. He is this. Who knows what? Mm-hmm. And I think everyone's kind of driven to stone Zeke. Everyone's driven to really push for because of the calling. Stop him! Yeah. And I think rightly everyone's focused on Griffin. Yeah. As the him. I mean, he he's he's the wolf, right? right? And so everybody is certain that you know he's the one that has to be stopped. Right. And so we see Zeke going to some lengths. Yes. And everyone's kind of prepared to do whatever it takes. Right. But all of a sudden, Griffin starts just coughing up water. And coughing is an understatement. Yeah, no, spewing. Yeah. Spewing is a good word. Like fountaining water. Right. And, of course, after he passes. Right. Good riddance. Um, what do we get? But we find out it was 82 hours and 8 minutes from the time when he came back. Right. So the exact amount of time that he was quote unquote dead and missing is the exact amount of time he had left on Earth when he was brought back. And now all of a sudden, Cal's drawing is a lot more prescient. Right. Right? Right. There's a, there's a, that's a big breadcrumb. Yeah. Well, it's not even a breadcrumb. It's like an anvil that <laughs> like drops <laughs> in your head, you know? 
Um, but I have to say, my very favorite line uh, from that scene was when, uh, so James, uh, after that happened with uh, Griffin, there was a scene with the Major and with Jansen, and Jansen literally said, James Griffin just spewed out the girl in the ex- the Exorcist. <laughs> and I about fell out, because that's one of my favorite horror movies. Um, but yeah, that, like, it makes sense, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And so this ties in a lot of bigger implications, too, right? Yeah. So here's the thing. There are pastors that are died. So is it a natural death or like, is this like, you can die beforehand, but this is the absolute limit, right? That's interesting. Yeah. Right? Because they're like... You're still on time, right? Like you're still living, like anything could happen. Right. But is it a question of, and not about that, but what about the people affected by the people? Wait, expand. Like the passengers have touched other people's lives, right? Oh, right. Are they impacted too? We don't know. No, we don't. And more importantly, Zeke was gone for a year. Mm-hmm. That means he's got a year. Yeah. Time is ticking. So season two finale, we know what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> Bye-bye, Zeke. Yeah. But no, the, that's essentially what's being told to us. Right. Right? Through the story is there's that inflection point is when you come back. However long you've been missing, you'll be back at this point. Right. And so all of this basically leads the Stone family to the realization that they are on borrowed time as well. Right. Um, and it comes out, Cal's drawing, um, Ben and Grace and Olive realize what's going on and they're freaking out. Olive obviously says, please don't tell him, you know, he already almost died. Let him, let, let him continue to live what he has right. left. And Cal stands up in the background. They don't know he's there. And he says, I already know. Right. You know? And so then you have this huge family, like the stones just can't, they can't catch a break yeah. at this point. Yeah, and I think it, it pays off all of that build-up that we've had, especially the last half of the season, with right. them coming back together. Right. And because the fact that they had made peace with the disappearance, then coming back, then reforming their unit, and then under threat of losing it again, that's a lot. Right. And I feel it's not only that too, but the fact that you know the date yeah. when it's going to happen, that's mm-hmm. what would weigh. Because if you don't borrow time, then you're on borrowed time. Right. Yep. You know? And I feel, but that permanence of, that's it. This is when it's going to happen. And I obviously think, I think in season two, they're going to try to fight against that however way they can, right? Yeah. And not only that too, we have to look, is this calling, is this force a benevolent force? If they're doing this, mm-hmm. we have to start questioning the motives of this calling, of right, this force. Right, because we've already established that it's not just good right. anymore exactly. you know it's all about how the person uses it it is a power and not only that too but why can't they use the power to do other things then what's to say they have to be beholden to this power if this power is going to take them away after five and a half years right so you know I think there's it's it feels bad to say but I feel this whole first season was set up to this question you know yeah and it was 16 episodes of this is the big question that we ask now right because I think the grounds for seasons two and on that's the big question right okay we have this power okay forget about finding out what it does is why do we owe it anything mm-hmm. not only that too but how can we use it to do what we want to do mm-hmm. and why do we have to do good with it and who's to define good yeah if you're gonna tell me something tell me something don't give me signals don't give me weird allegories tell me i'm gonna do this so i can save this right i'm gonna do that so this doesn't happen yeah 
Don't be cryptic. Tell me what. Because if I'm going to do your bidding for the last five and a half years of my life, tell me. Yeah. Give me something to go on, right? Right? Yeah. And that's that's the power right there. Mm-hmm. Right. If I'm anyone, like, if someone told me I have five and a half years to live, so be it. Right? And that's the end date? Well, okay, that's the end date. Fine. But what would you do with it? That's the question. Yeah. Right? Not only that too, but if I had powers beyond that, what would I do with those powers? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely hear what you're saying. I Yeah. I would want a little more direction with that. Right. But I have to say, I really enjoyed how um, the writers had the Stone family discovering what yes. their yeah. end date mm-hmm. was. Right. Um, you know, to link it back. So Juno for June, the Gemini twins being the June of second, second day of June. And then obviously the the um, the wooden dragon being the zodiac sign for twenty twenty four, so all that culminated in them finding out that their ultimate end date is June second of two thousand twenty four, which was the five and a half years, correct? Technically, from their return, from their return, right? The disappearance, yeah. And um, I think that. It's going to be interesting to see because do they share this information with the other passengers? Yeah, not yet. I think that would be next season, right? Cause no, because there's 200 other people. 191, Terrence. Well, minus them. So <laughs> your math is wrong plus the dead people. Um, Fair enough. But, you know, that whole other plane, one, do they tell them? Yeah, I think you have to. Like, you really going to keep that to yourself? You know that the Stone family, they're, they're, the, good do- they're the do-gooders. Right. They're not going to hold that to themselves. We're gonna we're gonna have some sort of big group meeting where, hey guys, FYI, time's a ticking. Make the most of it. I know that too, but like, how does everyone respond to that? Because some people won't want to know. No, you're right. Some people will definitely, definitely yeah. not want to know. <laughs> it's like, hey, we have some really important information. Only if you want to know. <laughs> right. You know. There's the door. If you don't, you yeah. know. But you know, and it's gonna be chaos. Yeah. And especially for the what's even worse is that the people who don't feel the callings will be like what the fuck yeah. sorry for language but like can you imagine like I don't have these callings I wasn't chosen for anything but this has happened to me anyways right like, this is nonsense so that's actually an interesting question though if they don't hear the calling does that mean they weren't affected no is, they were still gone for five and a half years yeah but who's to say that it's all why wouldn't it be just the people who are hearing the callings well, I guess we have to wait till season six to find out. <laughs> um, no, but I think Hope that's... Hope we get a chance to. Yeah, but I think that's... But you're missing one of the biggest Stone family dramas of all now. So oh, now, oh. So, so now, not only do they know that they only have five and a half years to live, but Grace is pregnant. Yes. OMG, because, you know, it just can't get any worse. And initially... Ben's really excited until he realizes that she is like six weeks pregnant, which is the time frame that they've been back. Right. So there's a good chance it's Danny's. Here's my thing. I honestly think after all they've gone through, I don't think it's be that heavy. Like, okay, do you think... I don't. I personally don't think for everything they've developed with Ben's character, he's not going to love that kid any less. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think... They've established throughout the entire series that Ben's a good dude. And not only that, but he loves Grace. And I think right. that family unit is back together. They're tight. Like, okay, yeah. Might not be his biological kid, but that's I feel that's such a an old trope nowadays. You know? Sure. Like, how many kids are adopted? How many have kids have parent parental figures that aren't their actual biological parents? And it's like, I 
I think that I don't want to say it's the new normal, mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. it's completely within Ben's character. Just love that kid. No, I think you're right. I don't think it. I don't believe that Ben would not love the kid. Yeah. But I can guarantee you, he doesn't want Danny in the picture. Oh, I agree. So I think that's where the, you know, the troubles right. come from. But I also don't think that at the end of the day, it's going to be that big of a deal. All right. I I, I think that they've in, um, personally we've invested enough in characters. We know that family is going to be okay. But now I feel it's to serve the bigger picture. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I just feel yes, the pregnancy is going to be a plot point. I don't think it's going to be as big as people think it is because I think they've established Grace and Ben as a unit. And again, no one did anything wrong. No. It's not like Grace cheated on Ben. No. No, we've agreed. Yeah, yeah we've agreed on that from yeah. the beginning. And like, this is a happenstance. Well, okay, now what happens? But it certainly is just one more thing. Yeah, it is just one more thing. But, I mean, listen, it would be a very boring series if all, if all of it was like, well, the Stone families lived happily ever after for six seasons. Right. <laughs> yeah. Roses and unicorns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For but, sure. I, again, I think that the way the characters are written, yes, they'll definitely be a little, you know, hemming and hawing, mm-hmm. but it's not going to cause a breakdown in marriage or anything. Like, they've rediscovered what makes them a couple. Right. And what makes them a family. Yeah. And I think regardless, you know, and who knows, because from what I remember with Jeff, you know, there might be a bit of a time jump, you know, between season one and season two. Yeah. Because, like we said, only a few weeks have passed since mm-hmm. they returned from uh, from the plane. Yeah. Uh, and so... But I don't think it'll have to be that much of a time jump. Oh, he's no. already said he's got it written out six seasons, which could technically, you know, j- sum up a, six years, right? Right. Um, and so they have five and a half years. So it's going to be interesting to see how they play with that timeline, I right. think. But, you know, assuming there's a season two... Yeah. I doubt they're going to pick it up right from the season one finale. No, right. Right? Yeah. I feel there's going to be at least a six-month time jump. Sure. Even for it to kind of stay relevant to where we are. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Because they've been very good about keeping it, keeping us in where we are now. Right. So, like, it came back to 2018, okay? Now we're into 2019, but by the time season two comes around, we'll be end of 2019, September-ish. Yeah. Assuming, again, everything goes to schedule. But it'll, uh, I think... I think that's not kind of the biggest thing. I think they'll be okay with it, honestly, long run. Okay. Uh, but now the uh, the fade to black moment. Oh my god, <laughs> that end, Jesus. Okay, so <laughs> after Griffin dies, no one's here in the callings anymore except Michaela. Mm-hmm. And Jared's jealous. Surprise. No shock there. And. He confronts Zeke, and Zeke, uh, what Jared thinks are drugs, mm-hmm. Zeke shows that it was a gun that he got from the shady dealer. Right. Because he was going to use it originally to stop Griffin. Right. To be fair, Jared did find something. He found liquor, um, but wasn't a drug. But right. apparently Zeke has uh, been battling with, they make it appear like he's a bit of an alcoholic. Right. So... Um, so yes, Jared finds the alcohol, accuses him of all his sordid past, right. which they know is true because, well, it's his file. Right. And um, Jared goes into one of his jealous rants and demands that Zeke leave, um, only to say, you know, oh, well, Michaela and I are meant to be together. And then Zeke says, maybe, maybe not. Maybe. Ooh, do you hear the triangle? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then... 
Gunshot. Boom. And as Michaela runs into the in the door, right? You know, at point on the calling. And I think everyone's been focused on Griffin as the wolf. Mm-hmm. Don't you think Zeke might be the wolf? Yes, Zeke sees it, but he could be seeing himself. The only this is why I mean I hear what you're saying. Right. But this is why I think it's Griffin. So. Uh, in the last episode, there was a couple different times where Michaela was alone with Griffin, mm-hmm. and like you would hear like the wolf growl. Right, 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 right. You know, and it, it it seemed as if the way it was being portrayed is that the wolf is associated with Griffin. Right. Now, granted, I, I could totally be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I it, mean, listen, we don't know that much about it, so like <laughs> we could both totally be wrong. But that's the reason I think it was Griffin. But it'd be interesting to see if it's not him. Mm-hmm. How that plays out. Yeah. And we remember, Zeke only has a year left to live, apparently. So, uh, right. He's got to make some good on his time. <laughs> he better make a lot of good. Yeah. So then that's the fate to Black. And do you think Michaela could have been shot? Yes. I'm glad you bring it up. I actually do think. Because if we hearken back to episode 11, I made mention of there's a point where Michaela and Z, or Michaela and Jared are sitting at her desk. Right. And the camera angle shows Jared with one of those uh, like poster, Pop, yeah. yeah, with one of the posters on the wall and it says cop shot question mark and it's right over his head. And if you want to take a look at that clip, uh, we have it clipped on our Instagram account so you can head over It's also over, on our Twitter account too. So you can head over to Montego Nights on either Instagram or Twitter and take a look, let us know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, yeah, I think that was a little interesting tidbit and so you're, you there think was some foreshadowing yeah. there, but I think it's a little on the nose for it to be Jared. Right. He's already been blown up. <laughs> you know, I mean... Right. What else are you going to do He's already faced guy? trauma and life and death situations. I feel like so. it's somebody else's turn. Um, Vance shot everyone, okay. <laughs> and so if you take it... If you take it to... Like I said, it's a little on the nose for it to be Jared, but if it says cop shot, the next logical thought would be right. Michaela. No, yeah. No, I think it's interesting. Yeah. But so that... Is our is our uh, cliffhanger right? And uh, God, I can't believe it's been a year since we started this. Yeah, it's uh, it went by pretty quick for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but it's crazy. Kind of this, just thinking about where we started, mm-hmm. where we are now, and it's just been an incredible experience. And just speaking from someone who's I just I don't want to even want to say that I was a huge part of the show, but because we weren't. But even just being there, you know, sometimes day to day, and just being part of the production, and knowing everyone that honestly we adored. I think really all the passengers really got to know one another really really well, really and did. and we enjoyed our company, and we enjoyed and we loved working on that set. Um, and it's kind of crazy to see literally a year since the day that we were we were cast, I guess, right to be mm-hmm. in the plane, yeah. Um, it hit the season finale. It's it's nuts. Yeah, I think this this series has definitely taken some turns. Yeah, um, and it's I it's wormed its way into my heart. So I'm I'm really <laughs> hoping it gets picked up for a season two. Uh, I have entirely too many questions that haven't been answered. You no, know, and I know personally for me and Brandy, um, this has been an experience of a lifetime. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, we've both hit a few professional goals that we've kind of been you know aiming for through the show um getting to know the cast honestly even getting to meet and sit down with jeff yeah um that was incredible it was. and just to learn and to experience what it was like to be part of that grind for 
gosh, it was the pilot was what a three week shoot, and then grinding since July. Yeah. Till what was it two weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, two like weeks. That. Yeah, two weeks two ago. Weeks. Um, you know, it's been incredible, and we are so thankful to kind of have our fandom being being able to share our fandom with you guys. Yeah. And having you guys listen along, you know what I mean? Right. So just thank you from the bottom of my heart. And um, mine as well. I've really enjoyed this experience. I've enjoyed talking to you guys when you would uh, email or yeah. text or Twitter. Or the, all, all, the, all the connections that we got uh, along with this were, were, it was really fun. And thank you for production for not canning us the minute that you heard us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank, thanks so much to all of you. And Jeff, thanks so much for being so supportive uh, to us. We really appreciate it. And we really hope that... Uh, we can continue to work with you on this. Yeah, and we're we're hopeful for a season two. Yeah, very hopeful. Very much so. I, I mean, there everybody, you know, everything that I've seen, the ratings are up. Right. Um, they did very well in the last week. Uh, so I mean, I'm I'm hopeful. Same, and you know, there's questions that need to be answered. <laughs> right. Hashtag renew manifest. Yeah. Come on, NBC. Yeah. Get on board. So, you know, this is the end of season one for us. Yeah. We'll try to keep you... Anything that we find out, we'll try to keep you notified throughout the hiatus. But right. um, Oh, and real quick, I wanted to send out uh, a shout-out and a thank you to Manifest 828 blog. Uh, they got in contact with me over the last week, and uh, we kind of have a shared interest in what we're doing here. So I uh, just wanted to say thanks to them for giving us a bump, and we'll look forward to working with you in the future. Yeah, and guys, it's honestly been a pleasure. It has been. And... Any manifest news that we get, it's for you. And remember, you know, we're doing this because we're fans. Right. We're right there with you. Yeah. So thank you for listening. This is a wrap for us for season one. Absolutely. Um, Brandy, as always, where can we find you? You can find me at uh, Brandy R. Larkin on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can find me, Terrence, at Errant Bachelor on Twitter and Instagram. And as always, if you ever want to reach out, if you ever want to talk, you can reach us at Montego Knights on Instagram and Twitter. So, for the last time, you want to sign us off, Brandy? Yeah, guys, uh, as always, thanks for giving us permission to land. See you guys season two.